Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. I'm Taylor. And I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to remember to introduce yourself this time. Almost lost it. (laughs) Almost lost it. We would have had to start completely over. Um, So welcome to episode three. Three. Of both the K-Hole and the season. Exactly. That's You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so what has been happening with the Kardashian family in the last week? We are on the first week of December. It's actually December 2nd. And we are two days, one day, two days, I'm losing track of time, post Lip Kit by Kylie, um, which was released at... Uh, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and was sold out within 30 seconds. That is fucking bananas. Um, The day before it came out, you and I were speculating about what mm-hmm. uh, the price was going to be. It turned out to be a semi-reasonable $29 for... Well, what, what came in the kit? I don't even... To be honest, I didn't even look up what came in the kit. It is lip liner and liquid matte lipstick. Got yeah. it. That. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty reasonable if it's like a really high end product. I don't know if this is like her like. Like guest line for like Chanel or some shit or like NYX cosmetics like I don't know no she allegedly has been in the lab approving all of these colors and pigments or whatever uh, for her her own line it's not it's not a, a collab with another makeup brand weird I know. All right. um <laughs> Like thirty minutes after it was released, I texted you and I was like, "What if we? What if I just bought one for funsies?" And uh, they were all sold out at that time. Yep, all gone, completely gone. Um, but hey, congrats to her on this amazing accomplishment. They are now going for three hundred dollars a piece on eBay. Yep, that is. Fu- She's eighteen. I know. What have we done? She is like in certain demographics eclipsing him. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. In it's unbelievable. <laughs> in any case, that is the Kardashian news for this week. Congrats, Kylie, <laughs> for dominating it. <laughs> I feel like I just got like a mental glimpse of what Kylie would look like today if she hadn't gotten her lips plumped, and it was it's kind of wild. She, like, gave an Uh, interview recently where she was like, haha, I want my lips to be smaller. (laughs) So let's look forward to that in the future. Hopefully she'll just find a a happy medium because it's just... They have been looking better than they did a year ago. See, I feel like up to about three months ago was when they were at their worst. You're like when they were just really, really huge. You are probably right. But she didn't. Do you remember that one picture that came out of her with the like super, super dark, like purple lips? I feel like no. It So there's this one picture in particular. I wish I could. I wish I had this like ready, but it's like her lips are super dark purple and they just look ginormous. And she's wearing this like blonde-ish wig or something with bangs and like really intense eyeliner Mm. but her lips are just out of control okay well um listeners send that in if you find it because google images is not helping me right now yes (laughs) in any case if i find it we should make that the artwork for this episode i'm down i'm very down (laughs) Also, speaking of lips um, and the Kardashians, did you notice in this episode that it was they were filming Chris from angles that really, really um, like highlighted just how overdrawn her lips are? Yes, I did. 
oh my god she it was awful she's the genetic source of kylie's original lips yes it was nuts and this is i mean like one of the few cases in which i was like watching this and i was like listen girl just get the injections just do it this is i can't take this anymore actually wait i want to backtrack really second you know what might also be news this week chris jenner's Mm. over the top instagram post about scott disick yes we were texting about this like that she calls him one of the great loves of her life (laughs) she refers to him as the baby daddy to her grandkids what the fuck chris but also do you remember that episode where chris had like some early this was this was during Courtney and Kim Take New York, one of the most iconic spinoff seasons. Chris came in to do Good Morning America, got up super early, made Scott go with her for some reason. They were still doing those like family member of the week doesn't like Scott plot lines. And this was Chris Jenner's week to not like Scott. And then they like had cocktails together at like five in the morning and bonded. Yep, I do remember not- that. I remember it fondly. It's a fantastic episode. <laughs> they have so much in common. Love it. Um, so, you know, speaking of Chris and Scott this week, this week's episode opens up, picks back up uh, where last week's episode left off. Chris telling Scott, love means being honest and you really fucked up. Yes. Uh, so they finished their like their big heart to heart. I don't know what the fuck that was. Chris trying to mediate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, n- unclear whether or not Scott was going to go see his children yeah. <laughs> at the end of that conversation or go to Florida. Um, but Godspeed. Um, there were there were three main storylines in this episode. Uh, the most ridiculous of which was probably the grad party. This one kind of just like went on in the background and then sort of wrapped everything up at the end. Yes. Um, but the episode mainly focused on like a Kim's pregnancy thing uh, from her cravings to the diabetes scare to just like her overall pregnancy health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into like Kim's pregnancy power in the season, but she really just being pregnant sucks for her. She just is not a happy camper when she's pregnant. Um, But she was honestly the funniest I think she's been in a long time in this episode. Yes. This was like on par, not on par. This was approaching post-divorce Kim on the Kim funniness scale. Absolutely. Just like so clearly did not give a fuck telling people that churros are her thing talking about selling chloe her eggs kim was just on it throughout this episode and i loved it um third storyline i guess that was sort of switching off between the kim thing and this one was chloe's ghost house haunted house (laughs) bullshit whatever um she calls not one but two mediums on two separate occasions to try to connect with her long-lost father um yeah yeah everyone it's like you have two funds right or three bank accounts you have your checking savings and then the money that you save to pay for the mediums after your parents die separate clairvoyant medium funds frankly yeah if you really have medium your financial a shit medium together, b yeah you should always get a second opinion that's what they say about mediums <laughs> <laughs> um but this episode was definitely back to the like kardashian hijinks format that we're used to um with a little bit of you know, um, intense emotional strife sprinkled in there for funsies, um, such as Chloe's apparently deep, like deep, deep buried resentment of her mother for never giving her a graduation party. <laughs> and, and did you catch when she said that, like, that her dad bought someone a yeah. car for graduating yeah. high school, and she goes, "You never bought me a car." And he goes, "Why would I? You, you did homeschool." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how hard I cried? I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> 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 poor, 
poor Chloe. This is before the ghost of Robert Kardashian reaches out to her, of course. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I, I thought it was a fun episode. It was kind of weird, kind of pointless. I couldn't really remember what anyone did at, like immediately after watching it, but I was really entertained by all of it. There were a lot of her... I, Oh, there are just so many reminders on this show that kind of like pull you out of their little universe mm-hmm. to like remind you how unbelievably wealthy they are. Yes. Like their families, their their children and their grandchildren and their great their family for like generations to come will never have to worry about money. 100%. It's so weird. When um a favorite moment of mine, a very like Chris Jenner moment, is when she's like asking Courtney and Chloe for like suggestions for things to have at Kendall and Kylie's grad party. And she's doing that whole like, I can't do this all myself, even though no one else is like interested in this event or like particularly cares about it. Yep. And then Chloe's like, Well, you should have a unicorn. And Chris is like, I'm not gonna do that or something. And then she's like, Well, you had a unicorn for Kim's engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chloe. Poor Chloe. If um, Chris Jenner ever did... denies you anything, you can always bring it back to her doing that same thing for Kim. Exactly. Exactly. All roads lead back to Kim when you're Chris Jenner. <laughs> so true um so in this week's episode we actually had a glimpse of uh mr west so i i think this would be a good time to get into west, west watch. watch should we look for a theme for west watch in the future yeah i think it should just be the west wing theme Ooh, all right <laughs> i like that okay look for that in an upcoming episode um, in any case, we do get a glimpse of both North and Kanye at the grad party towards the end of the episode, both dressed in black, both very stylish, definitely a highlight overall. <laughs> Incredible. Just looking genuinely happy to be alive. Yes, we do see the Kanye and smile. Exactly. I love seeing the Kanye oh, smile. So infectious. Right? But also- it's, man that moment when he makes eye contact with the photographer and it fades away i'm not specifically talking about this episode but anytime he's photographed smiling <laughs> yep <laughs> do you, i just what do you think it would be like to spend a day with kanye west like why hasn't this vice article been written yet i think he's too famous at this point i think pre beautiful dark better twisted question fantasy. why did why did vice miss this opportunity i don't know we we have to ask vice that question we yeah, do at have vice. the aziz ansari stand-up set where he talks about kanye mm-hmm. listening to his own music that is very so true. i want to imagine that that is a key component throughout kanye's day i want to imagine that he wakes up to the song wake up mr west <laughs> <laughs> I, for like two years, my alarm song was Devil in a New Dress. <laughs> I mean, as it should be. I Yeah, it was a good time. When I life. worked the graveyard shift at a food cart, when I would get really tired and delirious, I would listen to the whole Yeezus album. And to this day, I can't <laughs> listen to that album without feeling this like underlying sense of urgency that I can't explain. <laughs> That's how I feel about Devil in a New Dress. Just the, like, that opening, like, the ooze or whatever. Yes. I hear that, and, like, my my muscles tense. Um, the psychological <laughs> impact of complete- Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that concludes Westwatch, a short but sweet, sweet sighting of our favorite... Uh, I was gonna say like favorite like characters I don't know on this TV show but just like favorite people like period I don't know who I who in the world I love more than Kanye North if you asked me to name someone I don't know if I could 
no one is really up there. Everyone else is a problematic fave. Those two, straight faves. <laughs> um, did you catch any looks in this episode? Yes, there are some looks in this episode. Let's talk about the fact that Kim goes to Paris for pregnancy clothes. And then upon landing, immediately changes her tune, and it is all about the food. (laughs) But (laughs) she does... Churros are, like, her thing. Churros are her thing, as we all know, (laughs) as experts on Kim. Anyone who knows her must know. And we know Kim, so we know about her churro thing. Uh, She does go to some fittings, though, and... Wait, side note, can we, if we ever have a tagline for the show, can it just be, we know Kim? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I actually really want us to get invited to next year's, like, Kim fan brunch. Oh, I would fucking love that. Are you kidding me? I would go in a heartbeat. I am worried that what we have said about Corey Gamble may take us out of the running. I feel like what we've said about all of them may, but, like, I just... Kim, like, I want to be clear, this is coming from, like, a place of love. Like, this is tough love. 100%. Think of us as, like, your tough, younger sisters. Yes. Please invite <laughs> us to your brunch next year. <laughs> Stephanie, Kim's assistant, if you're vetting this podcast, we're, we're good people. You can trust us. <laughs> we're good people. We would love to get brunch. We are kind of broke. We'll take any money and say anything i'm just putting that out there right now early on i am for sale (laughs) we will record over all of our Corey gamble comments thus far with glowing praise just say the word Corey gamble is just so handsome and intelligent i'm so glad he's dating chris jenner totally at her level definitely not a pr arrangement I am so glad Chris Jenner found true love. She deserves yes. it. <laughs> With everyone's dream man. <laughs> Corey Gamble. Road manager. It's for- hard for me to even say his name without just like sighing, you know, like, ah. Uh. Uh, Justin Bieber's road manager. <laughs> okay. There are looks in this episode, though. There are looks. There are looks. There is a moment where Kim dons what I can only describe as a black velvet (laughs) poncho, and it is a look. (laughs) It is a look. It really was. Um, Speaking of ponchos, there's a very tiny man wearing a very big poncho. (laughs) Can you shed some light on that situation? Yes. His name... I did just listen to him say it on YouTube. I am trying very hard to pronounce it correctly. Jenke Ahmed Tylee? I believe it's how you... I think it was Tylee. Um, he is a stylist. If you Google his name, you can find um, a little feature that he did in Elle magazine about styling Kim. Um, and he is wearing an incredible outfit, a great look. I am sure that he pointed Kim in the direction of that poncho. Um, I also want to give an honorable mention to Courtney's cheekbones. Yes. Looking very strong post-Scott. Yes. A very, very good look for Courtney. I want to go back to Kim's food obsession in this episode. Um, I loved how much Kim loves food. Yes. I don't buy for a second that she had a diabetes scare, <laughs> but it was it was a great plot device. Um, but <laughs> when she goes to New Orleans, can we talk about the fact that she thought that there was even the like remotest possibility that she would be able to go to Cafe Du Monde without people just like losing their shit? Like she has to know by now, like. She can't go anywhere without people losing their shit. Like, it's been too many years of her life being like this for her to not realize that. Yeah, and it's not like... (laughs) It's not like she only hangs out in Calabasas where people are, like, used to seeing her and, like, are kind of into acting too cool to freak out in front of her. This is a woman that travels. 
Exactly. Like, she is never home. That is another plot device, is that she's always traveling somewhere. <laughs> um, but I have to say, I do love how when she went to that, like, restaurant before Café du Monde with her friends mm-hmm. in New Orleans, when the waiter comes up and she goes, hi. And just, like, st- like making eye contact with this man, like, daring him to say, like, anything, saying, can I get two orders of the crab legs just for myself? Doesn't she? She like orders I, several more things after that. Oh yeah, she orders so many things, um, and then shows them a picture of herself, like naked or whatever. And Jonathan, yes. of course, is there. Climbs all the way up her asshole and is like, "Don't share that picture while we're in New Orleans because the lights will shut off. Like things will, you'll shut down New Orleans." He kept trying oh, to rephrase that punchline because he did not have it ready <laughs> at all. At all, it was crazy. I was just sitting there like Jonathan, and this is literally in my notes. It says in all caps, "Jonathan, hop out her ass, please." Related. Is Jonathan the reason Kim's butt is so big? And I want to pose that question to America. (laughs) Do you think that Kim's butt is secretly hiding Jonathan at all times because he's just up there singing her praises to her spine? That's a serious question, and I want an answer from someone, anyone. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you know who would answer this question honestly? Chloe. Not just Chloe. <laughs> Malika. Not just Malika. Chris Humphreys. Kim. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys would. <laughs> oh my god, you're I so right. I also just googled Jonathan just to be like, what's up with him? He apparently has an on-again girlfriend that he was spotted getting ice cream with. What? More, no, he doesn't. More on that as this situation develops. There's an, he doesn't have a girlfriend. Can we be honest here? <laughs> I, just, I just googled Jonathan Chabon girlfriend and the result that came up was Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot of this and tweet it to Jonathan. <laughs> And Kim. Yes. With the caption, listen to our podcast. (laughs) You know, if you tweet, if you tweet at him enough times, he will reply. Yes, absolutely. He literally got in a fight with someone this week on Twitter. (laughs) Me next. Me next. That's how we're going to get invited to next year's brunch. We're going to get in a fight with Jonathan Chibin. <laughs> I also now realize that that may not be the pronunciation of his last name, but this is the pronunciation <laughs> that I prefer. <laughs> I Honestly, I kind of like Chibin more because it just sounds more like someone who would live up Kim Kardashian's anal like canal. <laughs> Like that's <laughs> that pronunciation is more fitting of that lifestyle. One hundred percent. Yeah, I he's just like always showing up to kiss Kim's ass. It's so crazy, and it's like so obvious, and everyone calls him out on it. But he's just like, like I don't know, like the little chihuahua, like humping her they, chin, like shin or something. Literally, they, <laughs> they literally have no other bond because, as you will recall. Just the scant, like, four years ago when Kim was married to Chris Humphreys, he was like, does Jonathan date women? And she was like, I don't know. Jonathan doesn't talk about himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Never forget. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) Um, I also want to talk about the surprise guest star who truly stole the show, um, Alan Thicke. Did you catch him there? Was he at the grad party? He was at the grad party and they gave him a whole like 10 seconds on camera. Oh my God. He was just standing there looking very shiny and uncomfortable. (laughs) 
I really love like the celebrities that the Kardashians keep in their back pocket because although mm-hmm. I will argue that the Kardashians are a list based on wealth, ra- name recognition, and ubiquitousness, they cannot, for the life of them, get other a list celebrities to show up to their events. So they're yep, which is why Ryan Seacrest emceed that grad party. But like always on the guest list for them is like Joe Francis. Yeah, and like similar, like low C list, high D list celebrities. Yep, yep. Do you remember like early seasons when they'd be like, "Joe is a great friend. We love him. He's just a doll," yes. and like would stay at his like houses in they Mexico still or do some that. shit. They still do yeah. that. Yeah, they still name drop Joe Francis in 2015. It's kind of now like without comment, like they're kind of ashamed of it. But when they run out of slightly higher celebrities, like when Kendall doesn't have her own guest list, when she refuses to invite her friends, they still have to put <laughs> Joe Francis on camera. <laughs> so real. Very real. I, w- I really want to revisit the fact, though, that Ryan Seacrest emceed that graduation yes. party. I also want to bring up the because fact that, like, did. Chloe had been complaining about not having a grad party or whatever. And, like, who is she complaining to besides her family and the cameras that it somehow got to Ryan Seacrest so that he could just tiredly be like, I know, I know. Which is why I want to propose that Ryan Seacrest watches the dailies. <laughs> they like send them to him to his house and he I just has to that. like fast forward through all of these inane scenes. I would believe that, except I feel like it's more of a situation where Chris was like, listen, I told Chloe to complain about never having a grad party. She's been bitching about it all week. It's going to be great. We're going to stage a surprise. I just need you to be really sympathetic when she brings it up to you. Yes. I th- that I also was now just picturing like Chris and Ryan Seacrest like text thread and just message after message after message from Chris and just Ryan Seacrest sending a lot of okay. Sure thing. You got it. Will do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I would love to just like eavesdrop on a conversation between Chris and Ryan Seacrest. He is so beholden to her and yet. And it's weird because you would think, I mean, he's the one who gave them their shot, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. But he... And and how (laughs) the script has flipped. So (laughs) out of his control now. This is so much bigger than Ryan Seacrest. I mean, but the thing is that, I mean, he just owes them everything. Because no matter what happens to Ryan Seacrest in his life, he will have this source of, like, income forever. Like, he's... His great 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 grandchildren will run for president using this money. Exactly. Exactly. Incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> let's um, let's talk about what no, else Chloe ahead. is up to in this episode because she is doing a lot. Is she? Um, she is hearing some ghosts. She is inviting some psychics over to her house. She has a... Is that a lot? Is that not normal? (laughs) I mean, personally, I live with a psychic, so it is very normal for me. I don't... Actually, Nick isn't a psychic, but he's... He's a mystic. As, As the first psychic would have put it, um... He had his he has his own intuition. Everyone has their own intuition. I okay, I know this kind of like flips the script, but can we first talk about the British woman? Which one? The British psychic? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, that's the second lady, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um first of all, everything she said was so unbelievably unbelievably generic that i like i could almost hear her snapping the fortune cookies behind her back and pulling out (laughs) the scrap of paper and like reading it off to like every like answer every question that they had it was hilarious 
so ridiculous. Um, I can't believe Chloe paid money for that. But Chloe was like, so psyched. She was so psyched about all this, like reaffirming her gift. It is honestly like if I had infinite Kardashian money, I would love to like hire a psychic, let them do that like really general stuff and then just like not give them any hints. Just be like, hmm, an older male in my family. Keep going. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. um, Chloe was like really into connecting with the ghost of Robert Kardashian. It was really fucking sad, though, when she talked about having his shirt or something and smelling it. That really bummed me out. There was also like... They, whenever they bring up the ghost of Robert Kardashian with regards to like Chloe, it always gets a little sad and weird. Like there was an episode a couple of years ago where the whole episode was kind of dedicated to being like, Chloe wasn't really that close to her dad when she died, when he died, not Chloe. Do you know what I'm talking about? yeah 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 i I explained that really poorly but basically chloe was like i was i was around when he was like you know dying of cancer and then kim was like no you weren't Mm -hmm. and then because this is chris jenner's show chloe eventually had to film a talking talking head segment where she was like maybe i don't remember my father's death that well Oh, man. Yeah, I... Okay, I have to be honest, though. I was just kind of bored with Chloe's whole arc in this episode. I did feel like the psychic hijinks should have been wackier. Yeah, they should have been weirder. Um, the, the psychic should have been like, oh, I'm seeing... Yeah, your grandfather... Your grandfather knows when you masturbate. And then, like, Chloe being like, oh, my God, this is so wacky and weird. Like, how on brand and, like, humorous. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it was just kind of, like, fucking boring. After she said, like, you know how I'm, like, kind of psychic? After that, it was just, like, all downhill. Wasn't my fave. No. No. There was, though, a highlight was the first psychic, who was actually a clairvoyant. A 19-year-old clairvoyant. (laughs) Who I refer to in my notes as child psychic. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally, I didn't, I couldn't remember his name. I didn't want to rewind it. So I just kept writing child psychic. (laughs) Wait, I also want to point out, I think this is actually the second lady. I'm sorry for going back. But um, she's like, <laughs> she at one point is like, he really likes the music. I want to say that there's always music playing here. And like, what music is Chloe playing in her house that her grandfather is into? Is she playing know, French right? Montana? Was it, exactly what I was going to ask you. Like, is Chloe listening to French Montana in her house? Is her dead grandpa really into it? <laughs> Do ghosts in heaven really get down to some French Montana? But again, this is a situation where I would have loved to have been on the receiving end of that forceful statement and just said, I just want to say, I never play music. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't listen to music. It's. (laughs) Have you ever met anyone who told you that they like don't really listen to music? Yes. Me too. The, is, aren't those people just so those weird? Those people are so weird. Also, people who like don't do weird stuff on the internet. Oh yeah, people who like check their Facebook once and then like never like open up the internet browser again for the rest of that day. I think you should be able to, in casual conversation with anyone, just be like, "Oh yeah," and then I did weird stuff on the internet, and they should understand what that means. Like, what do people who just don't use the internet do when they have a fucked up question? Like, what do they do when they're like, oh, I wonder what, like, it would look like if someone popped, like, a 50-year-old zit? Do they just, like, hold on to that? Like, do they internalize that? I don't know. But I'm really praying for them. Do these questions just not occur to them? (laughs) I, I Honestly, I really, in my heart, believe that someone saying, I don't 
do weird stuff on the internet is on par with someone coming up to me and telling me about how they swallowed their twin <laughs> in the womb. Like, I feel like the, those are comparable in my book. Uh, but that could just be me. No, that's very real. That's <laughs> like, if you're not... <laughs> If you're not getting that weird part of you out, it is going somewhere else. If you haven't Googled Gary Busey Young at least four times, I don't know what the fuck you are doing with your internet connection. You might as well just fire your internet service provider. Do you think that Kim does weird shit on the yes, internet? Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, what do you think, like, 4 a.m., Kim is, like, in bed alone. It's dark. She's been watching Netflix for 17 straight hours. What does she Google? <laughs> oh, God. I think she definitely Googles, like, a lot of makeup stuff. I think she Googles pictures of herself. I don't think she does. I think that she is too famous. See, I think she looks up, like, Kim Kardashian, like, 2006, and, like, picks which picture she wants taken off of Google. Yes, she totally does post pictures that she got off of Google Images. That is 100% true. (laughs) Do you think she ever texts Chris at, like, 3 (laughs) a.m. with just, like, an unflattering picture of herself from a Google image search (laughs) and is, like, the picture, and then below it, just take care of this, period. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I Chris might be Kim's Ryan Seacrest. I think that might be true. <laughs> um, but I do want to take a quick sidebar because there is a level of celebrity where you cannot use the internet, and that baffles me. Mm-hmm. And those celebrities in interviews will be like, I don't really see what people say about me on the internet, but they are famous enough that you know that that just means they don't use the internet. Angelina and jo- yep. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, prime example, do not use the internet. Absolutely. That is so crazy to me. Every time they log into Google, it probably looks totally different to them. Yes. <laughs> it's on the one day a year that all of the assistants are on vacation. <laughs> They're just like, holy shit. Where did the search button go? What are all of these magnifying glasses? Why are there tiny microphones all over the place? What the hell is Google Drive? And where is it driving to? But do you think like when do you do you think Kim is at that point? I think she should be. Like she I don't think it's possible for her to get to that point. When her fame depends so much on her internet presence. But I also, I was thinking about this today. I think that someone else runs, like, all of her social media. Like, she used to tweet really Mm. inane shit. She used to tweet stuff like eating a donut. (laughs) Well, sometimes, like, the assistants let her have access to her phone. And we get a little taste of that. Yeah, no, I think that's, like, Actually, we got a taste of that with... Was it in this? It was in this episode. Kim made it very clear that she has no idea how to use an iPhone, even though she is supposedly on Twitter all the time. Wait, do you remember when they asked her? I don't remember what interview this was, but she was like, I'm obsessed with apps. And someone was like, what's your favorite? And she was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, who just says, like, I'm obsessed with apps? (laughs) Like, we all use them. Obsessed with apps. Like, what a weird thing to say. Like, that's like, if I just went up to a bar and was like, I just love stuff that you can drink. (laughs) It's just so broad. You can't say stuff like that. I just love transportation (laughs) as a concept. Yeah. I just love, like, being able to get from point A to point B. But I don't have a favorite. I really don't. (laughs) There's just too much to choose from. (laughs) <laughs> i love to wear clothes what's your favorite kind of outfit to wear i don't know i just i it's more of like a conceptual thing <laughs> not so much a practiced fave just something i like to think about like chateaus um, <laughs> but wait you were you were saying kim doesn't know how to use an iphone 
Yeah, she doesn't know how to use her phone because Mason turned, like, downloaded some <laughs> app on her phone that made, like, farting noises or, like, moaning noises. I don't know. Every time that she opened up her screen and she was like, <laughs> they go, was that your stomach? She goes, no, Mason downloaded something on my phone and now it just keeps doing this. And <laughs> Courtney just looks at her and says, like, deadpan, why don't you just close the app? <laughs> and Kim is like, I don't know how. Okay, but also, Kim blames that on Mason when we know from Kanye's Twitter that North downloads shit all the time (laughs) and, like, makes her parents pay for $2 apps. Do you think that Kanye might become the, like, Jenny McCarthy of people who really want Apple to instate like stricter parent like parental control settings. I think it's definitely possible. Is he gonna have to date Jim Carrey first? It's a good question. They might have to do a bikini swap on the beach. <laughs> Kanye, fuck any game company that puts app purchases on kids' games <laughs> west. <laughs> That's going to be his true so, legacy. No one's going to remember my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. <laughs> okay, honestly, though, I have to say, Kanye's, like, Twitter voice is very similar to my cousin's. <laughs> like, I'm reading this tweet he posted that says, if a game is made for a two-year-old, just allow them to have fun and give the parents a break, for Christ's sake. And it just sound like... It just sounds like something my angry cousin would write. His tweets before he, like, got off of Twitter were incredible. Unbelievable. Oh the f- fucking bottle of water on the all plane. All he did, all I, he did was uh, complain about being rich. I miss that Kanye <laughs> on Twitter. I just miss it. Now, well, the thing is, now he, he can just talk to Kim about those problems. That is probably... 60 to 80 percent of the conversations they have do you think like all of his texts to kim are like all caps 15 exclamation points like no my caviar was lumpy (laughs) yes like do you think they're all like that like oh my god this waiter didn't slice the bread for me now i have to get breadcrumbs under my fingernails (laughs) yes yes and kim is just like that's awful baby i'm so sorry you have to go through that I think Kanye might be too famous to use the internet. I believe it. Because we, I believe we it know Kim loves her laptop. There was an episode where Kim's laptop was in, you know, getting some repairs. And I saw that, that look of despair on her face. And I knew that this was not reality TV acting. But Kanye, I don't know. True, true. And we all know that feeling of having to turn over your computer to someone for repairs. I That's like a dark, deep pit of despair. Last night had a terrible dream about spilling water on my keyboard. <laughs> okay, can I be honest? The last nightmare that I had was me running away from a stylist who kept was insistent on cutting my hair wet. <laughs> And my whole dream was running away from her, trying to tell her she couldn't. Um, so that's my contribution. Those are like pretty on par, you know. Oh, that is, like that's the worst nightmare. When you go to get a haircut, you have curly hair, and the stylist is like, "Okay, well, let's get you shampooed, and we'll start cutting." And it's like, "How about I cut you and get the fuck out of here? Because you're gonna jack my shit up." Yeah, I was thinking about going to a stylist, but when you have curly hair, you have to have a game plan. You know, you have to have a game plan. You have to have notarized like agreements in place. Yes. You need to watch that person cut at least seventeen other people's like hair. You need to see how those haircuts like live in the le- like two months that follow. You have to do so much research. Yeah, yeah. I I've gone to a stylist with my hair straightened and been like, my hair is really curly, and they've been like, oh yeah, and then they've washed my hair. <laughs> And their whole day has been ruined. <laughs> Whoops. Um, welcome to the Curly Hair Podcast from Taylor. <laughs> it's 
it's relevant it's relevant uh, <laughs> i think chloe has like semi-similar hair i think her hair is very wavy i think in her youth it was pretty frizzy oh yes absolutely and no one knew how to take care of it because everyone else had armenian hair exactly um i think this would actually maybe be a good time for us to get into some power rankings because we've got a little bit of a a change in in this segment this week so should we start with good old-fashioned power rankings or should we go into psychic power rankings <laughs> let's start with good old-fashioned power rankings <laughs> all right um first on our list is kim this week she is just powerful pregnant kim eating everything she sees flying not giving a wherever fuck she wants. about who sees it flying anywhere she wants for like completely new wardrobes just like letting jonathan chibin crawl up her ass okay (laughs) like publicly not even publicly like shaming her chef on like a national scale (laughs) calling him out (laughs) because he doesn't make beignets as good as cafe du monde does (laughs) which was hilarious she is just like out there boobs are out she doesn't care she's not putting any concealer on those veins she doesn't give a fuck because she's pregnant kim and she's powerful as shit which is why she's number one this week and she doesn't have gestational diabetes exactly that's the real reason she's at the top of this list she does not have gestational diabetes i'm sorry i have to take another sidebar Every time a Kardashian goes to the doctor and the doctor <laughs> says something that is a little, a little indefinite, a little like, we should just check this out. They do a talking head segment where someone immediately jumps to the assumption that someone is dying. <laughs> we saw them do this with Rob where yep. they were like, they did some blood work and his liver's failing. <laughs> I just can't believe this is happening to my brother slash sister right now. It just really goes to show that you need to appreciate the people in your life because you never know what's going to (laughs) happen. So now that we've got that covered, who's number two on this list? Coming in at number two is a recurring character, the ghost of Robert Kardashian Sr., <laughs> not to be confused with the absence of Rob Kardashian Jr. Exactly. Um, he's just in this episode, like, doing his thing, like he always does, creeping on Chloe, <laughs> Making Chris living Jenner in her cry. house rent-free, <laughs> making Chris Jenner cry. Making everyone cry, making like forcing Kendall to come to his <laughs> seance. She doesn't even know him. That's how powerful Rob Kardashian is. Um, <laughs> and then after Rob Kardashian, the ghost of Rob Kardashian, excuse me, we have Kylie. Um, she is in this episode withholding facts, okay? She is not telling her mom that she's graduating from high school. <laughs> First of all, it's weird that. <laughs> Like, Chris thought, like, oh, yeah, you have a few more months of being in high school. Like, it's it's warm. I see the sun. Like, you have, like, 50 other kids. You know, like, when school years end, don't you? Let's also not forget that she starts that conversation by saying, you're almost a college graduate. <laughs> yeah. The only college graduates in that family are Courtney and Roth. That's it. Out of a like That's a thousand it. people. Yeah, um so I I just like love that then Chris asks uh asks Kylie she's like, "So are you going to invite me to dinner?" And Kylie flat out says, "No." <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no one hates Chris Jenner more than Kylie Jenner. Okay. <laughs> She is stone cold when it comes to Chris. And we have to remember Um, that in this episode, Kylie is still 17. So she is not yet capable of fully unleashing her wrath on Kris Jenner. Oh, but now. But now. (laughs) So who do we have after Kylie? We have Khloe Kardashian coming in at number four. 
here in spirits hiring psychics and forcing her mother to throw her a graduation party 15 years after she graduated homeschool also having the money to hire two separate mediums is kind of baller i want to get rich enough that i can literally just throw my money into useless shit and feel really good at, about it. Like, still get something out of that transaction. I want to be rich enough to have a Malika. To, like, yes. pay a best friend to just hang out with you and, like, support every it decision you make. sounds like you want to be rich enough to get a Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> what is the difference between too. a Malika and a Jonathan? <laughs> I mean, mainly one lives inside your ass and the other one just polishes it. So that's the main difference. It's sort of the um there's like the 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 challenger package and the leader package. We also have you to remember be the leader. that Jonathan's get their own hotel rooms. Malika's exactly. have to share the bed with Chloe. Exactly. Um after Chloe, we've got Courtney on this list. She says some stupid <laughs> shit in this episode. She doesn't do I want to say that right out the gate. Doesn't do a lot except run her goddamn mouth. All right. Courtney. Fucking. How do you go to another person's house, stand in another person's kitchen, open another person's fridge, and then start berating them for not having anything organic and telling them, I can't eat anything in this fridge. None of it's organic. I can't eat your fruit. I'm not going to trust it. What kind of Gwyneth Paltrow bullshit is that? We saw her eat a cookie from one of Chloe's cookie jars in the previous episode as well. Exactly. And there's been a lot, a lot of filming overlap between episodes in these last <laughs> few. They're not changing <laughs> so their outfits. <laughs> scene to I, uh, scene. They, they just like don't, because they know we're going to watch anyways. They just know. They don't give I a know. shit. And then Courtney, uh, Courtney has the gall to sit in Kim's appointment with her her you know her appointment with her OBGYN and say I'm just not into heavy makeup with the highlighting the contouring the lashes first of all she, just naming every she, aspect of Kim's look but then and Kim knows it Kim gives her that look as Courtney is talking like I know you're talking about me I know what you're doing because Courtney looked her sister in the eye she looked Kim Kardashian in the eyes and shot all over the Kim Kardashian look if you don't know what that is just look up on YouTube Kim Kardashian makeup but Courtney has the gall to say all of this while wearing a smoky eye to her sister's OBGYN <laughs> appointment. <laughs> but the, the, the like icing on the cake is when she says, aren't you supposed to look like pretty and not like a clown? <laughs> Cue the doctor walking in right on time. Kim's bag is just out of reach. We avoid disaster just this once. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really good time for me to do like a Werner Herzog impression if I had one. <laughs> Look forward to that in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get Paul F. Tompkins on the show. I was just going to say, dream guest. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we're here. Um, Not even like the real Werner Herzog, like he offers, we turn him down. <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, no, <laughs> you don't have the chops for this. Um, but after Courtney on the list, we've got Kendall. For no good reason. She doesn't do anything except show up to the seance for a dude she doesn't know. She doesn't do anything. Openly so talking about here. how she does not know the dead people being contacted. Yes. It's, yeah. Showing up. To Thank you for showing up. Collecting that check, Kendall. <laughs> Kendall withholding Jenner. <laughs> she does invite her friends to the grad party, which is probably doing Chris a huge favor. You know, they do say that mother or that daughters turn into their mothers. So, or actually, in this case, that mothers turn into their daughters. <laughs> As has been the case. Yes. Um, who's after Kendall? <laughs> After Kendall is the fourth Kardashian sister, Jonathan Cheban. <laughs> Just showing up for <laughs> whatever Kim wants him to. Um, and what can we say about Jonathan that 
I haven't already said. <laughs> Last week, it was Corey Gamble. I let him have it. This week, it's Jonathan. <laughs> Who's next, everyone? <laughs> Who is next? Just wait. Um, but after Jonathan, at the bottom of this power ranking list, we have Queen, Mayor, Editor, Writer, Producer, Co-Producer, Main Star, and Guest Star of a film called Petty, Chris Jenner. <laughs> Chris is up in this episode throwing parties to celebrate milestones in her daughter's lives, excluding Caitlyn just to spite her, and then not even giving the bitch a call to let her know that she is going to be excluded from this very important moment in her children's lives. Chris, what the fuck is wrong with you? So much. I feel like she has spent the last six months just being like, I'm just not ready to like face my emotions about Caitlyn. <laughs> this is just really hard for me. <laughs> the Chris Jenner story. <laughs> Lifetime, where's our where's our deal? We should do like a, a podcast where we do lifetime movie pitches. Yeah, wait, I'm really into that idea. <laughs> that would be incredible. Um, so <laughs> that having been said, that is the end of our um, classic power ranking list. We have a very special psychic power ranking list up next, though. Ashley, do you want to tell us who is number one? <laughs> Yes, I do. So, coming in at number one is the second psychic, the non-clairvoyant, coming in with a lot of strong statements about what is happening in Chloe's house, such as, there's a lot of music in this house, confirm <laughs> or deny. <laughs> she just has a real voice. She has a gift. She sees something. She says something. And I like that about her. That's why she's number one. Coming in at number two, we have a child psychic. Okay, this was this dude really came in. He gave it his all. Ultimately, he came up short because he is a 12-year-old boy in a 45-year-old male Barbie's body. We have to remember that he's a clairvoyant. He sees, he doesn't hear. Chloe wanted Listen, to cover. Child psychic sounds way better than child clairvoyant. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. And coming in in last place on this week's psychic power rankings is Chloe. You know how I'm a little bit psychic, Kardashian. That's that really says everything. You know why Chloe is at the bottom of the list. If she hadn't paid for the psychic, she wouldn't be on the list at all. I want to see <laughs> Chloe just, like, in her closet with the Ouija board. I want to see Courtney standing in the doorway saying, this is not a good idea. Kim is Instagramming <laughs> downstairs because no one has alerted to her, her to the fact that this is going on. And that would make Chloe a powerful psychic to me. Except there would be... Kendall pushing no actually you know who it would be it would be Courtney pushing the Ouija thingy the little <laughs> thing that moves around to fuck with Chloe yes, you are so um, right but <laughs> thus concludes the psychic power rankings a very special one-time segment well we'll um, see <laughs> yeah well that's true Chloe is like kind of psychic as we so. all know this is just um, the setup for a long form arc for the rest of this season. <laughs> it's a spin-off show. <laughs> I would 100% watch that. And like Oh yeah, I would The Ghost Whisperer. I would 100% watch any Kardashian like spin-off, but that I would prioritize, you know. I would Absolutely. be up refreshing the stream. <laughs> I would not rest until I had seen every episode <laughs> of Khloe Kardashian a little bit psychic. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Chloe takes the spirit world. <laughs> yes. Chloe takes the other side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, what was your favorite moment oh, in this there episode? There is so much to choose from. From Corey's awkward, awkward facial expression when Chris doles out the Cartier bracelets to her three graduates, ages 17 to 30, to the moment <laughs> that Chris says, what if we all wore caps and gowns to her daughter's <laughs> graduation? I Again, I just have to stress, Chris has experienced high school graduations at least a hundred <laughs> times with her own children that she bore out of her body. She knows how this goes. She knows that the only people who wear caps and gowns at graduations are the people graduating. She knows this. And yet, she still asks if she can wear the cap and gown too, because Chris Jenner is not a side character she's a main character and she is important and she will have a role in every storyline on this fucking show i honestly believe that when chris got those special cakes made in the shape of a cabin gown with everyone's name on them i think she had a fourth one made that said chris jenner and i think she just kept it for herself kept it for herself ate a slice of it while sitting on the floor of her bathroom slash office waiting for her bathroom phone to ring <laughs> it never rang kim was busy that night <laughs> um i have to tell you though my favorite moment of the episode has to do once again with kim um and chris out of nowhere well first of all kim makes this joke <laughs> Where she's like, yeah, the doctor told me that my baby was like in the 95th percentile for height. And I was like, you sure that's my kid? <laughs> I was like, that is I, that is the Kim I love. And then out of nowhere, Chris goes, wait, can I ask you something? Because we had forgotten about her for a whole two seconds. She goes, what happens with your eggs if you don't want any more kids? And Kim tells her mom, I'll sell them to Chloe. See how much she'll give me for them. Her mom says, you would sell your eggs to your sister? And Kim says, yeah, it's a Kanye West baby. It's a lot more expensive, which is my favorite thing she's ever said. <sighs> That's so far up there. That's so good. Like, on my list of the best things Kim has done in the past year, there's Selfish, her book of selfies. There's her appearance on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. There's that yes. photo shoot she did in her pajamas for Vogue Spain. Incredible. <laughs> and then there is that moment where she jokes about her IVF procedure. <laughs> I just love her. I love Pregnant Kim. I really do. So good. Um, just the best of both post-Kanye Kim and pre-Kanye Kim. Yes she's just her best self and kim i know it's really hard for you to be pr pregnant i know you're not feeling great right now but just know you are loved so loved um and i want to <laughs> recommend to anyone out there who has not seen the pre-kanye post chris humphreys kim <laughs> that brief six months that she was around what a glorious time she cracked jokes left and right about her 72 they day marriage. They all landed. Oh my God. They all landed. All incredible. I semi believe that she hired someone to write those jokes. She also. Kim is more <laughs> self aware than people want to give her credit yes. for. Yes. I will say that. Yes. She also wore wacky wigs and just like showed up at Courtney's house to freak out Scott. <laughs> like she was your favorite drunk aunt. <laughs> like just showing up, not giving a fuck drinking everyone else's booze not eating a goddamn thing until she sees the pie and then eating the entire thing I was, and then she went out in style the pre-kanye post chris cam when she got drunk in miami and lost a kitten yep <laughs> love 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 kim um any any stray thoughts for this episode any stray thoughts there were just there were a lot of little moments throughout this strange strange episode it really was but honestly it was this is kind the kind of keeping up with the kardashians episode that i love where it's just a lot of really weird moments thrown together no real 
<laughs> like cohesiveness between the like 50 storylines that they get going in any given episode. Just a lot of punchlines, weird yes. looks, and over rehearsed talking. <laughs> that is segments. truly like what makes I this love show it. great. Um, absolutely. Right. And if I my can't wait. Will work. I'm going to pull up <laughs> a little preview. Oh, we're about to head back into the kind of dramatic zone because Chris is going to meet Caitlin at Kylie's 18th birthday party. Kim goes back to taking over Chris's home Ooh. and then really oh, ambiguous. Yes, the promo. Yes. <laughs> yes. With a pure bar class, I might add. Why would you? And it wasn't like it was just her and a private bar instructor in the foyer. It was her and like eight other people doing a full pure bar class. Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> Who does um, that? In our final storyline. I can't wait. Is uh, um, only described as Chloe taking a step to move forward. <laughs> so. Ooh, I love that. Um, do you always, have anything to plug? I host this week? two other podcasts. One is on Twin Peaks. I host <laughs> that with Matthew Olson. It is called Twin Peaks Peaks. I also host a podcast called Yeah, I've Seen That with Sandra Diando, in which we talk about movies. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. There is a silent D in my name, and you can guess where it is. Ooh, that's like a fun game. For people, we are um, talking about Grizzly Man. This episode has been several that. weeks in the making due to some delays, uh, but we're going to talk about Grizzly Man, and I am really excited. <laughs> I am really excited it's to listen so to that. Incredible. I remember watching you that go with you in and thinking Sandra it's going to be summer. just like an Animal Planet style, <laughs> like silly documentary, and then. Werner Herzog gets to like the heart of the human condition and filmmaking. <laughs> you could like give Werner Herzog a, a camera and tell him point it on that penny. Point it at that penny on the ground. Don't move the penny. Don't move the camera for six hours. Just talk and it would change my life. What, what do you have to plug? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any... I don't have anything to plug. I don't do anything but work and this. You can find me on Twitter at Tagrand. Love it. I post a lot of tweets about work. All right. (laughs) That's it. That's all I do. Yeah. Uh, Well, we will uh, (laughs) be back sometime next week for uh, Caitlin and Chris's. uh, Yeah. I wanted to say reunion, but they're meeting for the first time. Big showdown. Honestly, 20 bucks, Caitlin knocks Chris out in the first round. (laughs) If Jonathan Cheban is there, he might. He might steal the crown. Uh, And as always, don't be fucking rude. (laughs)